Nitro! Yo! Welcome to this sausage party. Yeah! This, this German this German festival we got going on I'm here. I'm ready to cross streams. Uh, God. I'm sure you I mean, you, got, you were in the military. I'm sure you did a lot of a lot of like dick-related games, right? No. Crossing was, the streams. I was, I was Air Force, not Navy. <laughs> so that's, the Navy is the one you just had to shit on? Like yeah. Not the Army? That's interesting. The Navy is... That's the old joke because the subs are full of semen. That's that's true. <laughs> uh, I can't dispute that fact. Well, for a long hey. time, you got to remember a lot of the Navy subs and stuff were men only. Aren't they still men only? Uh, I don't believe so. Oh. I thought well, that changed. That's seem... <clears throat> that seems like the worst place I would want to be if I was a woman trapped on a sealed fart tube with a bunch of. Uh... A bunch of horny sailors. Yeah. But... Like, that seems... I'm gonna look that up. How you doing, Nitro? I'm doing good. Um, just relaxing, trying to, uh, enjoy the weekend without it being stressful. How about you? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's the weekend. It's never long enough. Oh, no. Did a lot of... Yeah, it's like, by the time I get done with, like, cleaning and then shopping, and then it's over, and then I just have to... have to go back to work, which, you know what? It's actually sitting in this exact same seat, just with a different computer in front of me, so... I I guess that's just my life. (laughs) My life is sitting in this chair with just various computers in front of me. Uh, I have to go in, but... With the shift I have now, I've been super happy and satisfied at work, so I'm so, not uh, stressed. Feels like, feels like forever since we talked. This is weird, because it it's been, been about like a, a month. month? Yeah. yeah, what the fuck? What, what, what the hell happened? Things kept getting pushed back, and we're yeah, going to need another... Been... We're going to need probably another three weeks to a month to make sure everybody gets in some Tyler in time for the next show. Hey, I'm already like eight episodes yeah. deep. Uh, so it's not that long of a show, uh, but I did switch to du- I did switch to the dub uh, so I can watch it during work because um, it is definitely it is definitely not a show that I need to pick up on all those minor nuances. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I mean the jokes the jokes I don't want to I don't want to ruin our review. The jokes are pretty good in a lot of cases. It's also uh, it's also like <clears> of <throat> in terms of shows that we have uh, chosen for that. Uh, to, to, to review specifically it is probably the hardest of, of sci-fi that we've chosen which is uh, not Candidus for Goddess we didn't choose Candidus for Goddess I mean like Bubblegum Crisis and you're the only one who made it <laughs> wait Candidate for Goddess oh wait yes you're right I did watch that show shit that was bad that was our first no. one I believe. no that had magic that had magical elements yeah. Bubblegum Crisis, I would say, is almost hard sci-fi, except, like, it's those more suits are cyber pretty magical. Punk. Yeah, it's more cyberpunk, and those suits are pretty well, magical. Well, let's put it this way. It's our first real, like, space opera. True. Style. And and yet, and yet it's a complete bullshit show. Like, that's, like, the thing. That's the thing I think I'm finding the most impressed about it. Like, it is, it is definitely, like, this is rooted in, like, hard... Space Battleship Yamato style sci-fi, but also it's complete bullshit. Oh it's yeah, great. it's just making it's making fun of a lot of it. Yeah, it's basically like why are all these shows take t- 
take why do they take themselves so seriously? Yeah, so I definitely I'm definitely going to enjoy myself uh, watching that. Yeah. Speaking of watching, I mean, you have a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, watching stuff. Yeah. So um, I finally got a NAS. Setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I realized that my computer has had some serious wear and tear over the last few years, thanks to running Plex off of it. Um, to the point where I'm like, I need a new computer. It's having problems still where sometimes the CPU processes, it'll say like, oh, your CPU is running at 30%. And you go look at the task manager and every process is 0%. And I can't do anything. You can't even restart the computer at that point. It has to be a hard shutdown. Um, so I'm like, I need a new computer. I kind of put a bunch of wear and tear. I shouldn't have. I should have gotten a NAS earlier, but I finally did it. I've got. All my video stuff moved over, and my MP3, so I screwed up in the beginning by only adding two of the four hard drives and creating a uh, disk. Don't do that. Get all your hard drives first, because trying to expand something you've already created takes weeks, uh, depending on the size of your hard drive. So I had to delete everything. Thankfully, I hadn't moved anything over yet. So I just killed the entire storage and recreated it, and that took like 30 minutes. I'm like, are you kidding me? Expanding something with no information on it was going to take like a week or two, but just killing everything and rebuilding it took 30 minutes. So, but I got everything moved over now, so it's about there's four 14 terabyte drives in there, um, and I think it comes out to like 39 terabytes of space. Um, so I got plenty of room for expansion. But we used it uh, watching some stuff. I've been using it watching some anime and finally watched some movies. Had to do some settings and plex to get the movies to run well, but it's going well. I got the Synology 923 Plus, which sadly doesn't have the hardware transcoding, but it seems to be working fine on my computer and even my Xbox when I'm watching. So, And you haven't had any problems, right? I have, I have not had any problems. Yeah, and I know Shannon watched something too, so it seems to be going well. Um, and it's set up just in time for my Discord's Anime Month. Woo! I'm going to edit a fireworks sound right here. Yep. Uh, don't forget that, Scott, in the future. So we've got, I've already <laughs> had everything set up for each weekend. So every Saturday we're watching something. Um, so we're going to be watching Lupin the Third versus Cat's Eye, the movie that came out this year. Then we're going to watch... That same night, Fist of the North Star, the live action from 1995, featuring Malcolm McDowell, Gary Daniels, Downtown Julie Brown, and Melvin Van Peebles. Uh, Why do I recognize Downtown Julie she was Brown? A, she was a lady that was on MTV back in the day. Oh. Which means I probably recognize her from you talking about her. Possibly. There's two Julie Browns, though, from MTV days. One's a white woman who was a comedian. The other one was a black lady. Now, um, that was more for like the DJ. Anyone under thirty in the audience, can you explain what MTV is? Uh, so in the early days, it played music. <laughs> After the Real World debuted in the nineties, they said, "Oh, reality TV is cheaper and gets a lot of viewers," and it became a reality TV channel. And now, it's just a channel for what's that show? Ridiculousness or something? What's that? No idea. <clears throat> it's just the show that plays all the time where it's just them watching videos. I can't remember. They're just watching dumb internet videos. And, and yeah, like 
I would want I want to try to think about the last MTV branded thing that I watched and like even the new seasons of Beavis and Butthead are Comedy Central branded so that's that doesn't count yeah I even though they're seen both those. They're, it's both Viacom uh, yeah I don't know I, I it's not in my it's not currently in my radar for yeah. what is what MTV actually produces and, and for those that don't know they created MTV two at one point to give you back the music videos and then turn that into a reality TV channel too <laughs> then they had MTV Trace and that also folded because they couldn't turn that into a more reality tv so they just got rid of it yeah it did used to be i mean mtv did used to be like one of the few hubs for like adult animation uh, uh back they had back liquid in the television back yeah, in the day because they, they, they had red and stimpy uh on no, a, that like was an adult uh, block no they, it was on mtv as well like an adult block because uh, um, mtv used to have liquid television that would come on late at night, and they would have some, that's where Beavis and Butthead started, mm-hmm. uh, along with Aeon Flux, if people remember that show. Yeah, which they did a live action one. Yeah, f- fifteen years ago yeah. now. Holy they shit! Do I'm like, fucking old. They used to also do like stop motion animation there and other things on that show. Um, MTV was cool times back then, but yeah, rea- uh, real world fucked up everything. I mean, that that literally is the show that changed MTV. Well, yeah, I mean, they probably they probably made so much profit on that because it cost zero dollars to produce. And I never watched any of that, ever, ever, I swear. <laughs> yeah, why do I not believe you? I watched a lot of Real World and, Rhea and the um, Road Rules and then the Real World Road Rules Challenges. Yeah. I watched a lot of that garbage. Now I can't stand reality TV. Just because it's gotten too much. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. I actually have watched more reality TV in the last three years than I ever have in the rest of my life. Only because uh, we have we were doing a weekly watch where uh, one of one of our friends was uh, work from home and pregnant, and so like didn't leave the house much. So we had a nice social night oh. one, once a week, and we made fun of reality TV. Nice. So that actually that actually was nice. We call it uh, we call it the ladies' night because uh, because that's pretty much what what we were doing just wow. being catty. Sexist. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm a bad person. <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled. I'm surprised you haven't. Um, especially with hentai goes bad. Um, that's hey. I am celebrating art. Celebrating? Is that what you call yeah. it? Yeah. Making fun of. Like. Isn't that what we? Isn't that all we do here? This is this whole show is about celebrating art. True, I think. I think. Uh, but oh, so the other movies we're going to watch for anime. I want to get into that. Uh, we're doing yeah, a double OVA night where we're going to watch Appleseed and a 1987 OVA called Scoopers. I've never seen it. I figured pulling something different. Um, and then we're going to watch Ninja Scroll because I haven't seen that in probably two decades. I want to see how that Danger holds up. Ninja Scroll, yeah, I haven't seen that. I don't know if I've ever like sat down and watched the whole thing. Yeah, I, I want to see how that holds up, and then we're going to finish the month with uh, AMV Hell 4, because AMV Hell 3 went over so well with everybody, I can't wait. Hmm. Every year we're going to watch, we're going to get through all these AMV Hells, one a year though, because you need at least a year between watching these things. <laughs> aren't they still coming out with them? Like, aren't they you came just out with seven? It? And there was rumors that eight was in the works, and it's never happened. Oh, okay. Uh, but AMV Hell's like zero through two are like five minutes to like thirty minutes long. They're shorter. AMV Hell three was the first like feature length. 
Right. So we're going to do four, and then next year we'll do five. It's just, I, I don't want to watch them that close together because it gets annoying fast. Um, but that's going to be our anime. Um, that's all Remember I... when that was like a headlining thing at conventions? Them just yeah. showing AMVL? It used to be great back then. Um, so, Scott, you're horny? For VTuber? Listen, you're not supposed to read exactly what's in the notes. That's just for us. If it's not Iron Mouse, get out. So, I've been watching a lot of Iron Mouse. She's awesome. Uh, she is awesome. Like, well, so, I guess Iron Mouse was the gateway. Well, the gateway was that I watch a lot of, uh, watch a lot of Japan vloggers and then uh, popular streamer C Dog VA moved to Japan and got involved in that and with some other guys that I watch and then um he does streams with Iron Mouse and I'm like, wait a minute, VTubers might not just be obnoxious. They seem actually genuine and nice. So Do you know the yeah. story behind Iron Mouse? I do know the story okay. behind Iron Mouse. But it seems, yeah, that's why, and that's one of the reasons why it's been uh, a big hook. Because you know she's she's what she's a Puerto Rican, she's a young Puerto Rican woman who has a autoimmune disorder. Yeah, can't really leave the house, um, and this has yeah. given her a way to uh, stream without having people like see her, like without being exposed in a very vulnerable state. I guess is a great way to put that. Right. And 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 not only that, but it's the uh the when the pandemic hit her parent her parents who, you know, I mean she's um she's one of like three kids and she's in her mid twenties. Her parents are not young, but they're they were supporting her because she can't work. So and they lost their jobs in the pandemic and so when when she hit big she's now able to take care of her parents and pay all her medical bills herself. Um yeah, it's just like it's like the like the world's most wholesome story. And after last year, she did a subathon and became the not only like the number one VTuber on the platform, but the number the record for most that's how subs I got into of her. any female streamer. That's how I got into her was watching the subathon because I'd come in and she'd be doing just dumb videos, and then next thing you know, she's just passed out. <laughs> she's just sleeping <laughs> on. She's just like, and you can see her like kind of wake up a little say something random in her sleep and then just go back to sleep it was, it was kind of crazy how many people were just watching like this vtuber like this this um avatar sleeping yeah I, i've i've caught a couple subathons from people who who either i i know or or who i watch or i who are in the circles of people i watch and genuinely like when it comes down to the end no matter how like some are in in the subathon is that the, you keep streaming until uh until people stop subbing to you and right every yeah. every sub you get add five minutes or something and so they they cap it uh, like Iron Mouse capped it at a month. You know, some people cap it at, at a week. Um, but you just you don't turn off the stream, the yeah. the duration as long as people people keep subbing. And so, like you know, literally, like you know, one guy I was I was I was watching, and this just had had his had his futon, the Japanese futon, set up in front of the camera, and just turned off the lights and went to sleep, and then I couldn't do played that. old vods. Nope, I, I tell you right now. 
I would have to have like a VTuber style avatar if I'm falling asleep. You're not looking at me directly sleeping. Nobody's gonna watch me sleep. No, well, you can, it was dark enough that you couldn't see him, but don't yeah, when, like, the light was on. <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen in the middle of the night. What's gonna? Nope, not happening. Man. But it's uh, yeah, it's like a it's become it's become the thing to do on Twitch since the streamer what was his name Ludwig became like he did the first subathon and became the most popular streamer in the world in the wake of it because he did it for um, like two months straight or something ridiculous um but yeah no like like it's it's i think like the vtubers iron mouse and some of the vtubers i've found in iron mouse's orbit the one i've just started watching his name is reinho who is who's kind of very more um definitely more energetic and like uh streamer girly than iron mouse who is more uh cute anime yeah girl like like she like i the i think that like she like her whole personality and avatar is kind of based on uh what mini moon i would describe it like just cutesy yeah cutesy uh and an innocent kind of vibe whereas whereas you know someone like reinho is more Adult and 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 just a streamer who has a who has a VTuber avatar, but you know there's a whole bunch of but a lot of them like are super wholesome and the communities are great and I feel like if this was if these people existed even in the Twitch of like pre-pandemic or five years ago or you know whatever I think that they would I don't know if they would have taken off it's like I think the pandemic has like made this type of wholesome content a lot more in. Uh, in demand i don't know if you have a feeling about that because it feels like there's very little like not even trolls are like willing to i think to mess with some of these i would say vtubers probably because as a lot of people were stuck at home yeah they needed something to do and a lot of people aren't fully comfortable about having uh themselves on screen and it's a way for them to be an extrovert because they're putting on a different persona. I think it helps uh, a lot of people who are like normally yeah. like I'm not getting on camera, and then this came around, and they're like I could do this, like because nobody's looking at them directly. A lot of people have problems with that. And yeah, I, I also and i i had a I had this idea in my head that VTubers were very um, like manufactured, like almost like Japanese idols, because a lot of them are idols. Well, as there well. are some very manufactured VTubers. Yeah. I don't think uh, there's definitely more. I would say, I feel like the ones in the West are a little less manufactured, but a lot of the ones now, I shouldn't say just. In, I think the West doesn't have as big of a uh, corporate culture around them as Japan and Korea have started having. Because uh, one of the problems is now they have debuts and retirements constantly in Japan and Korea, and I'm just like, yo, mm. I'm not interested. Like. It just feels like... A churn. Yeah. It feels weird. Like, there was one recently where they were like, the debut's coming up, and within less than a month, like, one or two of the VTubers retired. I was like, what? Yeah, and, reti- like, retired is a is a, is their, like, polite way of saying the character Yeah, but they weren't, they were out for, forever. like, they were only debuted for, like, a month, and then they retired. I'm like, and they have all these VTuber companies, and to me, I'm like, I want... When it comes to me watching streams and stuff, 
I don't care if it comes down to like idol singing, but when it comes down to streams, I need it to feel more organic than just some company pushing a VTuber at me. <laughs> I'm not going to sit and watch it. <laughs> to me, that's not interesting. I think that's why I like Iron Mouse, because she feels very organic and real behind the uh, avatar. Yeah, and they the the group that she is with at least has protection. Like the the they don't own the characters; they recruit people who are already VTubers. So it's less definitely less manufactured. But the the what's what is like what is a really cool thing about her, you know, being that she started off from literally nothing, yeah. but she's um, she has now like risen to the point where she's she's doing her own idol concerts. Um, completely within this, um, her group, which is called V V V Shoujo, right? Yeah, V Shoujo. Um, and you know, debuting her own original, like weird, like Japanese esque songs, and uh, it's just, it's. I think we're entering this really cool time where people people can, you know, have have their own distinct personalities and protect their anonymity at the same time, no matter where they are in the world and what their circumstances are. And this is, I think this is like the first instance of that. And we're just going to see this kind of thing grow. It also helps a lot of people as they get older, because let's be honest, a lot of the trolls on Twitch will go after older gamers. Yeah. And this is a good way to be like, you don't know my age. (laughs) I mean, unfortunately though, as people don't realize there's easy not easy but google will easily find out what a lot of these people look like IRL. that's true that's true like i know that there's there is def- there's one vtuber who doesn't hide her, her identity but is like uh a mid-30s voice actress yeah and it makes sense that yeah if she wants to stream and do a lot of streaming stuff that she maybe doesn't want to <clears throat> put herself out there at this point because uh, people are fucking the worst when yeah. it comes to you know even uh, is mid thirties middle aged. No, <laughs> I was gonna say middle aged, and I'm thirty five. I'm forty, so, about to be forty four. I'd say I'm the middle aged one at this point. I would say yeah, like uh, older than you know in their past their twenties. So if you're past your twenties and you're streaming and you're a woman, you're either already very popular or. Uh, you're just gonna you're opening yourself up to and on, on top of the fact that you know women are expected to, do, to have perfect hair and makeup yeah and, and this way they don't have to get dressed up every time they jump online yeah you just turn on the turn on the avatar so yeah I definitely I definitely it's, it's VTubers is something I kind of dismissed as like a weird a, another like weird Japanese idol thing but I think that uh, as I'm delving deeper into into it it's it really is like a, a super a super interesting and like kind of hopeful thing for the for the future and for the, like the future of content creation yeah i don't watch twitch much anymore so i don't even really watch iron mouse at this point but yeah i mean frankly most of the stuff i catch on her is on just on it's just vibes because yeah. yeah catching her live is can be exhausting but yeah, give me the like they hire and they these you know these these big streamers they hire really good editors too. Yeah. So you get like their their three hour stream condensed into ten minutes and you're you're good. Yeah, I mean good editors and they also have really good moderators in those channels. I found. Oh yeah, they'd have to one hundred percent. And they and they you know they and they're paid moderators too. Like yeah. that's another thing. People people making 
take doing a side uh making a side gig out of being iron mouse's chat moderator which is like another another job that didn't exist 10 years ago which is really cool probably not even five years ago right yeah i would probably say not even pre-pandemic yeah and discord mo- discord moderators are now like paid staff Jesus. for some of these massive uh massive streamers because i mean if you if you have if you have them you know Dude, I couldn't even be Twitch in that Discord. followers. Yeah, it's a nightmare. I, dude, I'm in a couple Discords for like Otakon, J Novel Club, and like Anime Planet, and I have to mute them because they're so busy. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I can't, I can't handle busy servers. I couldn't imagine something of a popular VTuber sized Discord. Oh. Yeah, it's like I think they they do try because of that they do try to recruit within the community people who a person who's already spending their time there because like if I was to wade into that nightmare I would I would probably lose my mind. Yeah, I, I'm trying to I keep up with channels it. sometimes because I'm like, all right, I'm in too many servers. This one's too busy, and I'm not a part of the chat, so I just leave. Yeah, but there was also um, I know that there was that there has been controversy over some of that because I think like some. Like big streamers were hiring like thirteen, fourteen year olds to moderate their communities without realizing how old they were. Yeah. Um, I so mean, that that's there's one of certainly the risks with, with the internet. But honestly, if you're gonna pay, they have to have some type of account though. So that should weed out uh, some of the age problems. Should, but I mean, I I had a PayPal account when I was you know in that middle school. Exist. <laughs> oh fuck you um let's uh now that i'm angry i'm gonna make you angry go for scott. it scott make me angry 15 shows for the spring preview congratulations i mean you're gonna do that with uh with uh matt canceled uh, matt so right? it's gonna happen right now oh boy let me just take out my samurai sword. Are you ready for all the isekai? Commit ritual suicide. You ready to hear about all the isekai I'm going to watch this season weekly? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, <laughs> I was explaining to a friend of mine, like, uh, you know, like, you know, like, it's like, you know, a lot of these anime, they're, you know, they're about people being reincarnated. She's like, wait, you're saying that's a genre like being reincarnated is a genre of anime like there's more than one of them well there's two like, well no you don't understand it's technically isekai is going to the other world not just reincarnation because reincarnation can happen in the same world but that's not an isekai you just got reincarnated at a later date <laughs> isekai means travel to another world yeah, I brought so I brought in my friend to like like like. Can you just explain to her what isekai is? And she's like, well, my first isekai was Al Hazard, and I said it was just like, fuck you, it, go fuck was. yourself. It was. <laughs> I know it was, but Jesus fucking Christ. Well, no, Christ. I probably there had to have been something else for me before that. Al Hazard, Fushigi Yugi. Yeah, isekai has been around for a long time. It just wasn't called it has isekai been around back for then. a long time. It just wasn't but a genre watched, back then. You watched some isekai. Uh, and some other things, and you'll be surprised by what I'm watching weekly, because none of it is isekai! So, I'm just gonna go in alphabetical order, because it's easier here. Uh, so, the first show is A Galaxy Next Door. It is about a young man who is a a manga artist, uh, supporting his two younger siblings as they run a, like, small apartment building. The parents passed away, 
Um, he hires a new assistant. Uh, she is a young, uh, I'll say, innocent woman. And I don't mean like, I would say sheltered woman. Uh, he ends up touching a stinger sticking out of her back. And basically that means that they are now going to be betrothed to each other. Um, it's a rom-com and it's basically about her learning the world away from her village of star people, quote unquote. They haven't really filled out a lot. They gave like a quick story of how the star people came to be. Uh, but they really haven't filled out more about her background. Um, but one thing that does come with him now having a connection with her is they can't be too far apart. Any negative emotions she feels, he feels. It's interesting. It's cute. This is one I'm watching weekly. It's not a fantastic rom-com. But it's just kind of sweet. And it looks really good. Like, the animation is great. Um, all the characters, the environments are beautiful. Um it seems to be 50-50 with fans, so I would recommend people check out an episode or two before watching it. Uh, so, not an isekai. <laughs> uh, Scott, you ready for an isekai? Let's do it. Alright. I got a cheat <laughs> skill in another world and became unrivaled in the real world, too. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, this show, um, the character designer... I'm trying to see if I can find it here. Is God, it looks like the guy who does uh Bible Black. I could be wrong. It's probably not that guy, but it has very similar uh character design. Um yeah, he's done stuff like uh the let's see, Copcraft and Magi Record, the side story for Monica Magica. Um but it gives off a vibe that's very Bible Black, or I'm trying to remember the name of the other uh, game that that guy created. Um, I think it's called Discipline. Um, but it looks really good. Man, it starts off with some extreme bullying, though. This dude is overweight, bullied. Uh, his family treats him like shit. The only person that didn't was his grandfather, who he lived with. The grandfather passed, and things got worse. Um, it's show starts off with him walking down a street a woman is getting uh harassed by three men he steps in to try to help her and gets his ass destroyed <laughs> um and he basically gets to the point where it seems like he's about to give up and he finds this other he finds like a hidden room in his grandfather's house and walks through a doorway and finds himself in another world he quickly um Starts getting a little bit of power there, but it's not until he's tr figuring everything out that a monster comes to a barrier and he kills the monster and he shoots up in level. And all of a sudden he goes from this fat kid to taller, leaner, physically fit dude, but he's still... And I saw some people complaining about this because like he wakes up and he's like, why does my body look like this now? And people are like, how does he not realize that he looks different because he goes to school and he still acts the same? And I'm like, yo... So many people ignored that emotional trauma can have you change and you still feel that emotional trauma from prior. Um, I thought it did a good job with that, but when it got to like the second episode of him going to a new school when the girl that he saved showed up to bring him to the more <clears throat> like elite school, I just got kind of a little bored. Um, it wasn't doing enough to keep me uh, interested. I'll eventually finish it. I think it's 
probably one of the better isekais this uh, season. I think it's worth checking out, but be prepared for the bullying, emotion, and physical abuse, domestic abuse type stuff, especially early on. I don't know if they continue as the show goes, but the first episode or two, pretty rough for people trying that don't want to see that. Um, but it's cool. I'll finish it at some point. Not watching that one weekly. Uh, let's go to the first of two shitposting shows. Shannon talked about this in our chat when she checked out Kamikatsu working for God in a Godless World. This show is legit 100%, and I'm not joking with shitposting. Like, the jokes are like, it feels like they're just memeing the hell out of this show. The problem with this show, though, is where this guy, his dad's a cult leader. His dad's like, you're going to be reincarnated as we kill you because the God will save you. He ends up going to another world that don't believe in gods. They are forced to die when the government tells them to die. Um, and he ends up in this village of outcasts and everybody's kind of a dumb, dumb, sheltered idiot. And, but he makes basically like friends with everyone, loves the village. At one point, the two sisters are told they're going to be put to death because it's their time to die. Um, and when he goes to save them, one of the sisters is already dead. The other one gets killed while he's trying to protect her. And then he almost dies and he begs for a god to save, for his god from the other world to save him. She comes out and reverses everything back to the way we were and saves them. And that was all her power. And so now she's just this lolly god. Yes, she's a lolly. And this is why Shannon had mentioned to us that she stopped watching it. Because the jokes that keep happening with her and one of the characters are just overboard. Uh, they're not that funny. The guy's name is Roy. But there is a very great clip out there, if people want to look, where Roy's head is cut and pasted over a uh, filtered real video of somebody using a tractor on a farm. Because <laughs> this show knows it's terrible and kind of revels in it. I, did, I only watched up to episode two. I didn't even watch that episode with the tractor filter thing um it has moments where it's really funny but it just has this problem of taking a joke and just running it into the ground as fast as possible there's no like oh we'll come back to this joke another episode no it's like no this episode we're just going to take two or three jokes and keep hammering them until you're like it's not funny anymore and so going from like this stupid comedy isekai to getting dark for a second and then jumping back to the stupid comedy and not knowing when to uh, let up a little on the joke. I just got kind of bored. I don't know if I'll finish this one eventually. But if you're looking for a very troll shitpost anime. This is one of the two this season. I think people will enjoy if they're looking for that. There is another one I'll talk towards the end. I don't want to spend too much time here. Because there's a lot. Uh, I checked out. I don't know if you heard about this one Scott. Magical Destroyers. It's one that got a they lot of... have not. It's one that got a lot of buzz early. It was basically Japan destroys the otaku culture and tries to uh, take in all the otaku to protect them from themselves. It sounded like it was going to be amazing. It looked like it had good animation. I watched that first episode and they gave me no reason to care about anything or anyone. Um, the biggest problem I have with Magical Destroyers, I only watched one episode, but the setup for what happens just happens so fast and everything, and it's like, oh, no, Japan destroyed the culture, we're rounding up the otaku, and then it just jumps forward to where 
a group of otaku are fighting back, and I'm like, but what? why do I care about these characters? Why do I care about any of this story? Like, it just jumps so fast. And I was just... Sounds like a bunch of otaku with a persecution complex making a manga. Dude, that's what it feels like. Yeah. And I was like, because they, they don't give you a reason to care about them. Like, I don't know, maybe they'll go into backstories more as it goes, but when your first episode is just like, eh, okay... I was just like, whatever, and I just kind of bowed out. Maybe it gets better, but I know the average reviews so far, even on Anime Planet, with four episodes out, there's 3.3 out of 5. So it's not doing well. Probably will never finish it. So I recommend skipping, but I know, based on some past friendships, there are people out there that will probably love this because they felt persecuted at being a weeb. <laughs> not going to mention names. Scott knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, now I want to get to one of the... Best shows of this season. My Clueless First Friend, where I talked about uh, I got a cheat skill and that bullying. This bullying takes on a very different approach, and it's absolutely amazing. So there is a lonely, gloomy fifth grade girl named uh, Nishimura. Her classmates make fun of her as the Grim Reaper uh, because of her gloominess. Um, And all of a sudden... A new kid transfers in named Takata, hears her nickname, and immediately wants to be friends with her. Thinks it's awesome she's called the Grim Reaper. Doesn't care what anybody else thinks. He wants to be her friend. And this leads to a very great way of handling bullying, where a lot of bullies will step in and make fun. And he's just like, you think early on that he's like oblivious to the bullying? And he's just being like kind of nonchalant and carefree. Um, what I like is as the first, I've seen the first four episodes, as they go on, there's always little hints that he knows more about the bullying, but is acting this way for her sake and to kind of defuse situations as like, I just love the fact that like, there's little hints that he's not just this carefree, oblivious kid. And there's this moment in episode four where there's a revelation about things he's been happy about her and her nickname that makes him realize, oh, and maybe he shouldn't have been calling her by this nickname and actually ends up, like, getting emotional. I'm not going to spoil it because I think this is the show people should be watching. Um, It also shows Nishimura coming into being more outgoing and basically coming out of her shell because thanks to him, she's not dressing as gloomy anymore. She's happier. There's a great episode in episode four where she goes visits her grandmother. And the grandmother starts teasing her father because Nishimura's mother had had passed when she was born. And the grandmother's like teasing the father like, oh, look, these two are going to hang out. And they're only in fifth grade. The grandmother knows they're just friends. But the father starts like, what? Wait, what? They're, they're what? Like he starts thinking of it as more than it is. Uh, they never go too far with it, though. But I... Love my clueless first friend. I think everybody should be checking that show out from the spring. Uh, that is one of my weeklies so far. So far, my weeklies have been very rom-com-ish. And they will continue with this next show called My Love Story with Yamada-kun at level 999. Uh, so Akane is a female college student who has a bad breakup. Uh, and she had started playing a game with that ex-boyfriend. And she runs into another player from that game named Yamada who is very stoic. Uh, He's basically a very stoic gamer type who doesn't understand 
social cues and stuff like that. Um, she kind of gets infatuated with him. Um, and it kind of goes through her also getting over a breakup with the people in the guild. It's okay. I thought this sounded better. The first episode was fantastic, and I felt like every episode since has not lived up to that first episode. The characters are still fun, but I feel like there's not... It's very shoujo stereotype with the way Akane is, and I think that gets on my nerves sometimes. Like, the fact she went straight from a breakup and is, like, super infatuated with Yamada already. There was no build-up. And I felt like they've rushed that... um, relationship i don't know if the manga is better with that and takes its time but this felt super like oh i'm not over this boyfriend but i'm also super infatuated already with this uh senior in high school kid um could be better there's also a lot of very stereotypical things like there's another girl by yamada's side that is jealous and does not like akane um you have a guy who is playing a woman character and for anime-wise, he's very stereotypical, where he's like, I could be whatever I want! And he's very energetic and in-your-face with his enthusiasm, just like his character in the game. It's it's fun. I, this one I'm watching weekly, but I keep worrying that it's not going to get back to the fun of that first episode. We'll see. I think a lot of people enjoy it because of the gaming aspect, but it is very shoujo, so be prepared. Oh, God. Scott, do you remember, do you love your mom and her two-hit attacks? Oh, boy. Do I remember, do you love your mom and her two-hit attacks? And Can't that, say that I do. It was a very but bad... But I have been hypnotized to suppress a lot of trauma it was a, to this podcast. It was a very bad SunCon anime. Now we have a broken. Wait, what did you just say to me? What did you just say to me? What? Sun con? Yeah, it's a mom who loves her son way too much. And like, uh, I'll just like, briefly say, the problem with the... I read the light novel the first volume. I didn't watch the anime. Or I think I watched one episode of the anime. The problem with that show was it either needed to go 100% in on the mom loving her son like that or not. And the show couldn't find was like no we're not gonna go that far in but we're gonna do this no and i was just like yo you need to either go in all in on this bullshit or not at all and it, it just was terrible this show is very much like that except it's gone all in and it's just not good it's called my one hit kill sister this is an isekai where asahi gets lost to another world um he has no cheat ability until he Needs to be saved, and his sister gets called in, and she is overpowered and has a brother complex. That's the joke. It's just brother complex for every punchline. Once she shows up, that's the joke, and it's not good. Uh, don't check this out. It's garbage. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that show. Just like that other one. Alright, you ready for another rom-com? And it's a harem? I'm yeah, watching yeah, a lot yeah. of rom-coms. Let's, this is another weekly show. All I'm watching let's is rom-coms it. this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's keep keep, keep up this. Rokudo's Bad Girls! Uh, Rokudo is a loser. Him and his friends are losers. Oh, no, this is another show with bullying, by the way. There's a lot of bullying shows. <laughs> He's always getting beat up. Girls look down on him. He's just got his friends. But then he finds a quote-unquote 
curse that instills a uh, effect on him that makes all bad girls fall in love with him. So all delinquent girls now fall in love with him. <clears throat> this show has a very unique art style. I love the way this show looks. I think the characters look great because it doesn't look like it. it looks very old school at times without being uh, cheesy. And I find this show to be really funny as bad as it is. <clears throat> because while not all the jokes hit, it does a good job of hitting you with a joke when you least expect it. And I think um, not enough shows are good at that. And like I said, the show isn't always good at that. But when it hit, when it nails it, it's really funny. Um, the whole show plays out as you'd expect, though. It's just him dealing with it, almost like a different delinquent girl every episode or two. So it's, gonna, it's very formulaic. I'm sure there's... Right now, at where I'm at, you have the main delinquent girl that's super overpowered and is infatuated with him and is kind of always by his side and then the next two episodes was basically dealing with a uh the top dog of the school was a delinquent girl and that seemed to wrap up by episode three so i if i had to guess i'm sure it's just gonna go to this formulaic thing of him like getting involved with a delinquent girl and there's a quick story about them and they'll probably show up here and there. But I've actually enjoyed it. I still wouldn't recommend it. Because <laughs> I think it's... You'll either enjoy it or you won't. But I can't recommend it to anybody. You'll know if it's a show for you if you see episode one. So I'm going to leave that there. Oh, are we ready for a couple isekais? It's the final isekais, I promise. I'm not crying. You're crying. Summoned to another world for a second time. So this guy got summoned to the same world twice. But it's interesting how this works. So, this guy was summoned to another world. Basically got reincarnated into the first world. Then gets reincarnated with his class again. Uh, it is a etchy harem uh, isekai. It felt, even with the uh, twist of being summoned the second time, it felt a little too cliched. I'm eventually going to finish it. But it wasn't great. It's serviceable. I think it'll be a dumb fun watch when i'm not 100 percent focused on it uh so i don't recommend it but if you want etchy harems you should check it out the mc is obviously overpowered it seems like it's gonna it could possibly become also part battle junkie i don't know if that's gonna happen so far it hasn't i think if it goes battle junkie it'll be a better show uh the very last isekai I checked out was The Aristocrats' Otherworldly Adventure Serving Gods Who Go Too Far. Yawn. Yawn, Scott. Yawn. This show... Can, can you can you say the title one more time? The Aristocrats' Otherworldly Adventure Serving Gods Who Go Too Far. Uh, okay. This is your by-the-numbers isekai. This is your... You've seen this isekai? This is the one where you're like, I've seen this. This is the one show that comes out every season now. It had some decent humor in the first episode, but when I went to go try and watch the second episode, I couldn't even hit play. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I just couldn't give a shit. Like, for me, the person who loves Isekai, there's just... There's no special twist. It's just a dude reincarnated as, like, a kid and just becomes super overpowered with, like, every god giving him, like, a blessing. And I was just like, I don't care. I, this one is everybody's seen this one it's not worth checking out it looks good which is surprising for emt squared because they tend to suck ass 
when it comes to animation quality. Uh, only a few, only a handful left here. My apologies, Scott. Hey, uh, it's alright. I uh, definitely didn't agree to this. Yes, you did. Etchy <laughs> Harem Romcom. The Cafe Terrace and its goddesses. Oh, uh, this show's right up my alley. It hit all the jokes. It had the nice, diverse cast of women. Had the etchy, the harem, the rom-com. I was like, oh, this is great. Cohabitation. But, as expected with uh, series that are shown on TV, I bowed out after some very bad censorship of just random rays of light. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like, there's no light in the, even in the shot. And it was just like these bright streaks going across. And I was like, ah, I'll wait till the uncensored Blu-rays come out. So I dropped it until like an uncensored version. I'm to the point now, I'm a fucking adult. Show me the, show me the nudity. I don't care. <laughs> I'll wait. I'm not going to sit through this and just keep watching uh censorship. So I'm hoping it ends up being a good show in the end, but I won't know till that uncensored version comes out because right now it's unwatchable for me uh here's a show that was a little controversial uh because of the way that chinibio is uh portrayed especially in the beginning it's called the dangers in my heart ichikawa kyotaro is a boy at the bottom of the social ladder uh he has some very dark thoughts of killing classmates uh especially one in particular the super popular gorgeous yamada um thankfully you come to realize it's more Chinibio and not him actually wanting to do so. He's actually infatuated with her. Um, it's another rom-com this season. It actually turns out to be okay. She's kind of like a... She's a little too ditzy, though. And his moments of jumping back into Chinibio can be a little overboard. I think this is something I'll watch and finish later. I couldn't keep up with it weekly. There's just better shows doing the same thing. But... A lot of people were turned off by that initial Chinibio, like, I'm going to kill her, and then realizing that it's him hiding his feelings more than anything. But I won't ever fault anybody for dipping out on that show after that first episode. I almost did in the first five minutes, but kept going. But it's not terrible. It was pretty good. Got some good animation. Has some decent characters. Um, I did mention there's two shitposting shows, so let's get into The Legendary Hero is Dead, which is one of the worst shows I watched. Uh, Toka is your average perverted farmer in the village of Cheza. Uh, the hero shows up, uh, Sion, Siana, I can't remember how you say it, and proceeds to get killed because of Toka by accident. So he has to become the, the hero in his steed, but his body is also basically a zombie now because he's been, his soul has been putting that body and the body's decomposing. The whole show is just god awful people like nobody in this show is redeemable not a single person every character is terrible the jokes aren't funny like this show was like i will never look at another episode of this and i say stay the fuck away from this garbage i think it's the worst show of this of this season i mean it's worse than one hit kill sister but there will be some people who love i would probably say the people who love this show on certain chan sites uh, that's what it feels like. It feels like if certain chance sites got to make a show. It's bad. It's fucking terrible. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to skip over show because I want to talk about it last because you've watched some of it too. So I'm going to talk about Yuri is my job first. This is about a young girl who puts on airs to always be perfect because she wants to set herself up for the perfect life, perfect life later. Um, so she's always got her, I'm like this perfect princess, everybody loves me. She ends up having an interaction where she thinks she injured somebody. That she person ends up having an erection? Interaction. Interaction. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, My mistake. She ends up being pulled to a... I thought you said a, erection. No. She gets pulled to a <laughs> girl's... A girl's love cafe that basically puts on shows for the uh, clients where they're basically doing... They're acting out scenes from a fake school in front of these people, and it's all girls' love. Um, Hime comes into this cafe, immediately tries to be the younger sister love, or younger, not sister, uh, the younger Kohai love of what would be her senior in this thing, uh, this girl Mitsuki. And Mitsuki immediately tries to reject her. Hime keeps pushing and keeps changing things that were planned, and Mitsuki does not like her. Um, I watched an episode of this. I don't think it's bad. It just... I tend to like comedy. I tend to like the Yuri stuff. I don't know. There's something about this show that just wasn't clicking. And I don't know if it's the characters. Cause, but there's going to be an audience for this. But the ratings aren't doing too well. So it probably wasn't just me. <laughs> but I got kind of bored and didn't even want to go to the second episode. Uh, so... I got one last thing to talk about for this season. Scott, you watched this one as well. Too Cute Crisis. Lisa Luna has been dispatched to Earth by the Space Empire Azatos. She is going to determine if we should destroy Earth or not. Comes across a cat cafe and it immediately is overtaken by its cuteness and loses her mind. Uh, she is like, oh my god, cats are the cutest thing in, in the universe. And this starts a very one-note joke through the show that somehow never gets old. <laughs> this show, this joke works all the fucking time. Um, Scott, you watched the first two episodes? I only watched the first uh, first episode. Oh, what did you think? Uh, but no, this is this is pretty much like uh, you know your definition of like wholesome nonsense content. I. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's light. It's uh, it's like a warm hug, um, particularly uh, at the end of the last. Because because you know, it's it's nothing really occurs other than the in this in the first episode, other than the alien kind yeah. of freaking out every time she sees a new Earth animal. Because on her world, you know, you have weird kind of alien creatures. And they show a couple of them in the first episode, and none of them seem overly pleasant. I'm no. not sure if they, they keep that bit up. But, they do. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's all light and fluff until, like, in the in the final parts of the this first episode where they, they find an abandoned kitten uh, on the side of the road. This is the best and, moment of the episode, too. <laughs> and... Uh, she like reads the memory of the kitten, locates the people who abandoned 
it, it and uh, orders orders an orbital blast from her spaceship to uh, to teach them a very important lesson. Yep, that was great. That was such a great moment. I wish we could do that to people who abuse animals more often yep. and abandon them. Eight plus plus wood orbital blast again. Yep. Um, so the jokes continue into the second one, but now she owns the cat, uh, and it's her dealing with uh, pet ownership, still trying to hide the cat from uh, the people on the spaceship. Uh, <laughs> they, it's funny uh, because they keep hearing this meow, and they're like, "What is this thing?" Because they can't, they can't see it. She's only communicating with her audio. She keeps turning the video off. So in the second episode, they come up with what they think this cat looks like. And it's this grotesque alien-esque creature that just meows. <laughs> and it's so I mean, stupid. They're not that far no, off. No, but they're like, based is. on its sound, it would look like this. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So that's mostly her meeting another cat owner in her apartment building. And the other, uh, the dog owner coming over a lot. And the third episode, she actually meets a father-daughter or grandfather-daughter or granddaughter duo who push on her two new cute animals that she has not met before, which is a hamster and a hedgehog. And it's great because they're basically doing like this bat owner battle where they're trying to talk about why they're animal is the cutest thing in the world um and we also have at the end of episode two to the beginning of episode three are a uh boy girl duo aliens that come down and end up seeing the cats and also becoming a little too infatuated to where they have to be uh basically tied up and the boy is allergic to cats so there be so this show's been pretty good so far i think this is the second best show of the season um, I, when I say this joke doesn't get old, I think that will only be for people who own pets. If you do not like animals, stay the fuck away from the show. <laughs> but pet owners are going to love this show. I think especially cat owners. So far, it's been mostly about cats, but I highly recommend as, you. as are all things. Maddie, don't listen to him. Uh, dogs are best. My favorite scene is from the first episode where she meets the dog and she's just like, he's the bestest boy. <laughs> I was like, this is so great. Like, it's such a good show. I think people should watch it, especially if they want something just to wind down from the bullshit going on in the, <laughs> in the world. It's a great, just la uh, relax and laugh show. So. It certainly uh, it certainly seems like that the translators had a lot of fun yeah. uh, with the subtitles of this show. Yeah, they got to bring in basically how we would talk about the animals. Uh, so uh, that's the last show. I just wanted to do that last since I knew you had seen some of it, Scott. But I highly yeah. recommend it. Which means I can also now, of course, talk about the show that you notably left out of your, of your season wrap-up. Yeah, go for it. Uh, which seems to be the breakout hit. Actually, you know, it's so it's such a breakout hit that I was like, uh, I, I was I was browsing the Roku app. Uh, the Is this the one? The, the reason why Ray, Rayliana ended up at the Duke's mansion? It's. I was browsing the Roku app, <laughs> and it like it advertised the show to me, and I don't know, like. What was I? Oh, I was tr I was looking at because I was the that was the one place online you could watch Happy Gilmore for free. That's why I was looking at the Roku app. What? 
<laughs> yeah, because I wanted to watch Happy Gilmore. You could also just go into Sati Video and watch Happy Gilmore. I, well, I Googled it first. I should have, you're right, I should have checked your extensive, extensive uh, Plex server. No, no, right. it's just Sati Video. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know what you mean either. Uh, so I, I, I was on there and it advertised this show to me. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't know who I am. I've never logged in here before. And you're like, this is on the front page. So this must be uh, a thing. Uh, and so this is, this is of course, Oshi, Oshi no Ko, which I was violently told is not an isekai, despite it having isekai features. No, it's a, it's a reincarnation show. It's a, it's a reincarnation show. Um, and frankly, uh, the reincarnation, um, in, in my initial, like, it, should I should I actually check this show out was a detractor because like there's nothing there's nothing else about this show that like it really should be reincarnation but I guess may, that might play out as it goes up but anyway so uh, Oshinoko <clears throat> it's about it's about a gynecologist <laughs> Goro uh, Amiya oh my god Animiya god Japanese names I'll never get them right um He's a he, he kind of works in this in a very rural part of Japan, and in a in a small hospital. And uh, before our story began, he you know there was a there was a young girl uh, who was staying at the hospital who had a, a incurable disease who he kind of befriended and spent a lot of time with, and then she she tragically passed away. Um, but um, while he was spending time with her and and trying to cheer her up, it was revealed that her favorite. Uh, her favorite idol uh, was a, uh, a a woman named I. Uh, it was part like a it was like a like a middle school aged idol in this in a in like an up and coming idol group, and she was obsessed with it, even though that she didn't have a lot of fans at that time. And um, you know, after after this young girl passed, he kind of kept up with with I's career, even though um, in kind of like a tribute to her. Um, so a couple of years later, I shows up in his, in his hospital, uh, 16 years old and pregnant. And he's, he's, you know, he's kind of, he becomes her gynecologist and, you know, under the guise that you have to keep this hush hush because we want you know, she's supposed to be an up and coming idol, but we can't have a 16 year old idol who is now pregnant because that will destroy her career. Um, which I would say Japan, but that might destroy any up-and-coming singer's career, even in America. I don't know about your opinion about that. Uh, I don't know about America. Korea, definitely yeah. the same thing. In Korean day, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, so this, you know, she starts to go to this hospital and gets treated, and then um, the the doctor, he's, he's you know, kind of becomes, you know, very protective of her, uh, you know, for both for the legal reasons and because... Uh, it's now this connection to this young girl who who died under his care in the hospital. So, um, and then so close to the time of her delivery, uh, this guy shows up and starts making a bunch of noise outside the hospital. He goes to investigate and he gets stabbed to death. And then when he wakes up, he is inside the body of one of I's twins, uh, and he has been reincarnated into into her 
his her son aquamarine um and the uh and then she has a she also has a a little a little girl uh who is the reincarnated who has the reincarnated mind of the uh the young fan who died a couple of years earlier so they are they are now reunited as babies of this idol <laughs> and and honestly like so that that's that's like so this is the weirdest part i mean like there's some there's some a little bit more weird stuff when they're babies so you know they like you know that they, they get taken care of by the um like the owner of the the um uh management company's wife uh and end up like you know she's like she resents the fact that she, you know she has no children of her own and has to take care of these babies and they kind of like talk her talk her down from being resentful uh and convince her that they're gods you know in order to protect i because she's like i'm just gonna go sell this story to a newspaper and then i'll then i'll have at least have money from all my goddamn troubles here and then they're able to talk her down in those early stages uh and there's you know what like you know they, they also like do things on the side to make sure that their mother's career is successful um Including like when they get snuck into one of her her concerts and they they uh, perform a very enthusiastic uh, um, glow stick uh, cheer for her, uh, which was uh, um, adorable. No other words for it. So you know, so this uh, first like massive first episode, which was what like eighty an hour and a half. Yeah, it was an hour and a half long. Was it hour and a half? It's long. Yeah, like the full night. It's a full movie. It's a full movie to start off this show, and frankly, the because because it, it it's the first uh, Tonkabon, right? Or light novel? Light novel? It's it's a no, it's a manga. So it's the first Tonkabon is is this first episode, um, and it really it really is one of like the best first episodes of anime ever because of that because it not only does it. It goes. It goes. It goes up into the first the the major twist of this show, which you know, like so. Uh, um, Ruby. It's a Ruby and Aquamarine. They they're, in, you know, they become large toddlers, like four or five years old, and they start, you know, like because they're around their mother all the time, they start getting roles in the in. Um, music videos and short like tv dramas so they're they're starting to be working now which gives them excuse to to be on set with their mother and spend more time with her but um and uh, i is career is is going fast but then there's you know there's like this um and it's it's framed very negatively this this scene where i is on like goes out to a payphone which i mean listen even in japan payphones i guess well I guess it doesn't really say what year this takes place, but it could, this there is a time jump, so maybe this was ten years before the time jump or something. But you know, so she goes out to a payphone, uh, calls up the father of the children, and like, hey, you should come meet your children, and then gives him uh, gives him her address, and then a day or so later, there's a knock on the door, and the guy who killed the gynecologist barges in and just starts screaming his head off about how I betrayed him and betrayed all her fans because she got pregnant and stabs her. 
and she lean, you know leans up against the the uh, the wall in her apartment holding her son who is the reincarnated gynecologist who t- helped her out in the beginning of the show and he swears revenge for for this both his murder and the murder of his mother idol friend <laughs> and the first episode ends and it's just like it's it's such a Wait, you know it's the fact that they she dies did you not know that <laughs> yeah that's the whole show like that's the twist so that's like the the fact that the first episode comes to this twist in which the mother the mother is murdered and then the what is what Oshinoko is actually about is it's you have these uh, middle school kids and there's another time jumps in and they're now in middle school um, who are now starting their own journey into the entertainment industry uh, Ruby is trying to be an idol and Aquamarine is working as a as a video editor and act and and doing like little acting gigs and so they're 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 on their own journey in the entertainment industry but at the same time Aquamarine is laying down uh, his own like investigative plans to try to find uh, his father who he believes is, is responsible for his mother his not only his you know pre pre previous life self's murder but also his his mother's murder and um yeah bring him bring him to justice so like that's that's right now where the show is is they're doing an investigation on trying to figure out who the father is because they because he he believes that the father is the one who's responsible for I's murder yo i am 100% laughing here Wait, why? I went, you to, think the show was I went to I's page on Anime Planet, and one of the comments just says F. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Just yeah, F. And it's, yeah, it's it's also like, because the character designs in this are, are very, they're very beautiful. The one, the, like, the big thing about I's character is that she has these starbursts uh, in her eyes, and that's like, that's a very distinctive characteristic, and it like it it works i think it works less in the anime than it does in the manga right because it's a moving image but it still works um because she's she just stands out so much when she's on screen and that's kind of what the it's the impression that you're supposed to get and then when the twins each each of the twins has one eye that's a starburst um that was passed down from her so um it, it, it you know going into the later episodes it it serves both as like this distinguishing characteristic of the twin but also as a constant reminder of i like yeah. you know every time you look at them you remember their what their mother looked like and and that in from that distinctive feature so it's a really it's a really clever way to do that um yeah i mean it's it's uh, i'm i like i i've talked to some people who have read the manga and who really liked it um and uh it's you know it's it's a huge hotly anticipated show in japan uh and they're giving it like this this massive treatment and the the show is gorgeous um and it seems like it seems like after that first like episode which was a real a real long banger um it's going to go into like a more slow you know like detective style show burn um 
the the music is constantly playing every time I drive with uh, with my fiance because that's what she decides to play now the <laughs> eyes idol music. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it seems it seems like it's it's set up to be a massive hit and it's with a with eleven volumes it's probably going to go for a while. So yep. this is one to watch for sure. Not my thing though. No, I get it. I get it. It's 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 certainly weird. It's a weird thing that exists. It's uh it's different enough from like the standard anime stuff, but also you know, it's also like has like features that it could it could very easily be like a uh like a J drama too, you know. And it probably it probably would be if it wasn't for the ages of the main characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's the only new show. I mean, obviously, I have plenty of shows that I'm continuing to watch. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, Witch for Mercury. Uh, does the new season of Spy Family start this season? No, no. I think it's next season. Next season. I still yeah, need to so... finish the second half of last season. I A lot of the second halves I still haven't caught up with because they break them up and then I forget. That's the reason why I like what the Eminence and Shadow just like was like no we're just gonna keep it going to the next season thank you because i don't forget about it like i did the same thing with mishoku tensei where i was just like oh yeah i need to watch the second half of that because you fucking took a break and i forgot (laughs) yeah and spy family spy family does have a weird pacing where it the second half of that season it goes it goes into more standard like spy stuff it's it's still like ridiculous and fun um, but the because so much of the first uh, the first core was based on how cute uh, Anya was, and it's now the shifting focus. It's 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 obviously like you know maturing as a show, but it's also becoming yeah. a little something a oh, little different. Spy Family next season is fall, not fall. summer. Okay, that makes sense because that's about a year after it started, right? Uh, it started in spring of last year. Oh wow! I am. But then the second half happened in the fall or winter, whenever. But with this uh, spring preview over, I am now getting hyped up for uh, summer. Jesus! Because we've got Reborn as a vending machine coming. Yeah. Well, will the Reborn as a vending machine anime be the final death knell of the Isekai? I hope not, because that that was a great light novel series. It deserved more than three volumes. Uh, that's a show, I think. I think we'll call that a show. Uh, I would say it is. Uh, I just wanted to say, I tell you, a Riser fan should be happy for summer, because that's coming. Uh, but yeah, so, thank you, Scott, for, uh, humoring me, since, uh, Matt had to pull back. No, it's all good. Hey, we got it done. That's the important thing. Yeah. And it wasn't too bad. Show only an hour less than an hour and a half I think we nailed it I call it a record if we'd call this a preview show it is because the last one was three hours and I had to keep shortening how we talked about things like halfway through because it was going way too fucking long <laughs> yeah uh, so Nitro where can people find you on the internet uh, you can find me at gnitro at urasai.social on the Fediverse or g-nitro.com please do not search for me anywhere else. I don't use anything else. Except for maybe I watch stuff on TikTok, but I don't post, so 
no point in following me there. Uh, just a shout out, as always, to Strawberry Station for our intro song. And Scott, where can people find you? Oh, uh, you can go over. Uh, you can go over to scottspaziani.com, and it has most of my social links. Uh, but you can also find me over at uh, how do I uh, how do I say it? Scott Spaziani at Scott Spaziani at whatever your is. Are you on Eurosci.social as well? I am. Okay. Yes. <laughs> at Scott Spaziani at Eurosci.social. Uh, I'm still bad at Mastodon. I still don't know how it quite works. Because um, I can't. I can't. I don't even know how to tell people what my at is. Um, the other thing I find annoying about Mastodon, this is this isn't that Mastodon rap point. Like if I click on, like if someone says, "Hey, check out my two and I click on it, and it takes me to like their two page on their instance. Like I can't follow them from there because oh, I have to go back do you to not those... have it set up for advanced web interface. Oh god, god. Okay, let me. So advanced I... web interface sets up Mastodon very similar to TweetDeck. Um. But when you click on somebody's uh, toot, it'll take you, it'll open it up in the advanced web interface so you can follow them. Well, it's no problem if I'm like on my account and I see someone's toot. But if I, if I'm on an external site oh, and someone, you just have to copy the uh, address and put it in the search girl. Yeah, and there it does have instructions for how to do that. Um, That's just an instance thing because everything's decentralized. Yeah, it does make sense. But when I was trying to do it, I was I had this moment where I was like, "What? What do?" And you know, it took me thirty seconds to. I'll be honest, out, but most of the time I let people follow me, then I follow them back. <laughs> well, right, but if I'm following someone because yeah, they're I want they're an interesting person. But I think uh, you know, their discoverability is still a thing, but it's getting better. It's all getting better. Yep. Um. Yeah, you follow me there, and of course, uh, twitch.tv slash Gundam Pilot Spaz. Uh, be prepared for the upcoming rebranding of my Twitch account, which may happen nice. imminently. Do it! Uh, that's a show! Peace! <laughs>